Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Unsolicited Advice with Charlie and Bryce. As always, I am Bryce, and with me today, I have... Very excited 49ers fan, Charlie. Charlie. Bryce, let's talk some football. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. All right, Bryce. Well, Christmas the, is over. The draft is behind <laughs> us. It feels like like the the day after Christmas, or like you know, you open up your gifts, whatever, and all it's like have the, a great uh, day. All the adrenaline is worn off. And yeah, you're like crashing. Yeah, I think we should go ahead and do our 2022 mock draft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know Mel Kiper is already talking about putting his out there, yep. so it's it's pretty incredible, but. Yeah, so the draft happened. It was awesome. We really enjoyed doing the live thing. Yeah, that was cool. I thought it was really cool. Thank you for everyone who actually tuned in. Um, hopefully, we weren't as bad as Dumb and Dumber. Um, <laughs> I know we weren't Kuiper and McShay, but uh, we had some fun doing it. So We did, and and yeah, we really appreciate everyone that did tune in. I, I got to be honest, Bryce, I did not think that anyone would watch us or care or ask us questions. And I We appreciate the fact that y'all somewhat value our opinion yeah yeah i um, was i thought it was really cool the, the wings were banging that night as yes, well they were. so yeah it was it was a really good night overall i think charlie and i are both pretty happy about our draft picks which i'm sure we'll dive into a little bit more here but overall holy trades charlie mm-hmm. i mean no ho- kidding holy it was like trade mageddon yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean it was like I, it was. I mean, we have our mock drafts that we did, and it felt like once we got past ten, it was like, oh shit! It, wait, they traded it to who? So it was like, I'd love to go back and see all the trades and like keeping track of all the picks, like you know the Miami thing. You know, like Miami's yep. pick came from like four different teams originally, oh, yeah. and they're like, still holding on to it. Go to the original source, like some ancestry exactly. situation. <laughs> yeah, go down like five different family trees. Yeah. Yeah, got to go back generations to figure out how the Niners got the third pick overall. Right, exactly. You'd have to go down at least six generations. To I think figure that was out. a Laramie Tunsil, uh, yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to go probably at least five or six generations back to see when the Rams traded away their first round yeah, pick. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that may have been from the Jeff Fisher regime. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. So. Uh, yeah, Charlie, I think, honestly, the most boring part of this draft was picks one and two. Would you yep. agree? Yeah, the, it was what everyone expected. They weren't, it's, they didn't come out and say that's who they were drafting, but they didn't come out and deny it, so we kind of knew what was going on with one and two. Best clip uh, about picks one and two was when Zach Wilson went up there with all the other draftees there that night, and... I, have you seen that clip? I don't think so. Oh my gosh, I gotta show you. It, they're like memeing it and everything. Oh my gosh, he's literally like, he's there and he's up there with like Jamar Chase, all these. I think a lot of these wide receivers. It was Jamar Chase. I think Jalen Waddle. Um, I can't remember who else was there, but they're all like throwing up, you know, different signs and and things like that. And Zach Wilson like steps back and he's like looking around and he's like. Oh shit! <laughs> Everyone's like making fun of him. It's like, yeah, it ain't BYU anymore. Like you're dealing with a bunch of guys from a lot of different backgrounds yep, here, but that's right, that's a lot right. of different backgrounds. So I just I thought it was funny. I'll have to show you the clip of it because he literally is like, 
holy shit, I'm fish not, out of water. I'm not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know BYU is not in Kansas. It was the it was yeah. the Wizard of Oz reference. I exactly. got it. I yeah. got you. So Charlie, tell me, with the third overall pick, the San Francisco 49ers select. Trey Lance, Lance, North oh, Dakota State. I'm so excited. If you didn't see Charlie's reaction, wow. I have not seen that kind of reaction out of Charlie since the San Francisco 49ers beat, uh, oh gosh, now I can't remember, beat whoever in the NFC Championship game. Packers. Packers. But And that wasn't even as exciting because we smoked them. Man, though, uh, here's the thing. I had played over and over throughout that week. Mac Jones. What would happen? <laughs> yeah, and Mac Jones, I, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. I swear in the back of my head, I'm like, I, I still was just like in disbelief that it could have been Mac Jones. So when they said Trey Lance, it was like I had to pinch myself. But I, I Pure jubilation. Yeah, I had <laughs> I had a perfectly good beer in my hand that I threw. So that's, you did. If, that, if that tells you anything, I mean... <laughs> I don't just get rid of a perfectly good beer. Especially when the mountains are blue. Right. I mean, man. Yeah. So, it, was, it was a great reaction. Izzy was a little bit in the way of that beer. Yeah, and unfortunately. might have been collateral damage there. But. Yeah, Izzy, Izzy the, our dog, uh, got hit with the beer. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was not intentional. Pure jubilation. Pure I, jubilation. I think I kind of blacked out, which, you know, was the reason why a beer went flying at my dog and... It was, it was awesome. All right, so dive into this a little bit more here. Obviously, sure. Charlie, that's where the fans wanted you guys to go with this thing. But where where do we stand now? Where does 49er Nation stand now as far as how do we think he's going to fit? When does when does he start playing? Because before the draft, we were talking Jimmy G might have been traded. And yep. we said, obviously, Mac Jones you know, complicated that because he probably could have started right away. And then Jimmy G got traded. But... I want to hear in your opinion now, what is the timeline moving forward here for the Niners? Sure. So, first of all, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the starter. I do not think he's traded at this point. One, I don't think there's any suitors. But two, I think that it was part of the smokescreen. Just, you know, putting it out there that that he might be traded. But if they were going with Trey Lance... They, they were not going to trade Jimmy because – and actually Kyle Shanahan has, has come out since the draft and said there will not be a competition this year. Like, the, Trey is not ready yet. Right. Um, so, now, having said that, if during the year – I Jimmy won't have an incredibly short leash, but it will be pretty short. I think two to three back-to-back games that are questionable – where he puts us in a position to lose, we could be seeing Trey Lance. I don't think it'll be before week eight, though. Okay. All right. Which yeah. isn't technically the midpoint of the season anymore, but um, I guess week nine is now the exact midpoint. Right. Whether Because of buys. So I think it, it gets interesting this year because there's less preseason games. Right. So there's only going to be the two preseason games this year, right? Mm-hmm. So, As of right now, that could change to less. Right, right. I think so, well, I, I don't think it will, but... So that only, just means that you get to see Trey Lance even less than what you probably would have 
right. in a norm in you know what we know as the old normal of four preseason games. Yeah. So and obviously we both know Charlie game reps are the most valuable thing that you can get as as any position, Absolutely. any player in the NFL. And considering he is got the least game reps, maybe besides Mac Jones right. of all these quarterbacks coming in. You know, it, it can be significant. So. so, obviously, you know, with Jimmy G's contract, essentially what the Niners can do is they can walk away from him after this year. So, what do you think happens? And I know this is projecting a lot moving forward, but what do you think is the long-term timeline for the Niners moving forward? Um, I think it's very likely. Well, let me let me walk that back a little bit. If we don't win the Super Bowl... This year? Yeah, then Trey Lance will be the quarterback next year. If Jimmy wins the Super Bowl, or if, I mean, if we're like right there, we could have Jimmy another year. I mean. What happens if you go to like the divisional round and and then drop a game there, you know? uh, I think that Kyle Shanahan would be something along the lines of, well, maybe if we had another dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. in the offense, we, we could have gotten there. So I was going to say, so do you think Trey Lance's r- running ability pushes yeah. the nine, pushes him onto the field faster than Jimmy G? Um, I think his running ability, Kyle Shanahan is very excited about the prospect of the defense actually having to play 11 on 11. Because he's never had a quarterback like Trey Lance. He's never had a mobile quarterback. He had RG3. For a limited, very limited right. amount of time. But with what he was able to do with RG3 and one, his only good year was make him Offensive Rookie of the Year. Well, right. right. So, I mean, but yeah, I think that, and according to Shanahan and John Lynch, this was their guy since day one. Interesting. Yeah, they, he, Shanahan started to get, uh, this is quote unquote, obsessed with what we can do with the offense with Trey Lance in January. And he was sending, like in the middle of the night, Shanahan was sending John Lynch clips hmm. and just all about him then. Uh, a lot of analysts, I think they're trying to save their own ass because no one really liked this pick. But all the people that said Mac Jones say, you know, I don't believe them. I think that they really were on Mac Jones. But Mac Jones was like their third option. Yeah. They traded up for either Trey Lance or Justin Fields. And. They loved all three, but they Trey Lance was their guy from the from the uh, get go. So that's my last question before we move on here. What do you think the difference was between Trey Lance and Justin Fields? Because to me, those are the two guys that are the most similar. I could understand if you wanted to go get Mac Jones because he's a different style quarterback, but in my opinion, I, you know Justin Fields is a really good player, and the fact that he slid all the way down to the Bears is pretty incredible. But what was the difference maker between Trey Lance and Justin Fields? Because I think they're both could have gone at number It three. wasn't on field. It was. It was the now I'm not. I'm, I'm going to try to no 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 no. I'm going to try to word this carefully, but they were blown away with Trey Lance's intelligence. They thought Trey Lance was the most intelligent quarterback of the top five coming out. Really? Yeah, and uh, actually, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch did not say to each other who. Like they didn't come, they didn't say it out loud until Monday before the draft. And Shanahan was finally like, "Okay, you ready to draft Trey?" That was the first time they said it to each other. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, but the 
And everyone that interviewed Trey Lance raved about his intelligence. And I think that's what was, and I'm not, and by no means saying Justin Fields is not intelligent, anything like that. But um, it was the off the charts intelligence, as they say. And um, he ran the most play action out of any of those quarterbacks, which is exactly what yeah. the yeah. Niners run. So, I mean, I get it. I mean, I'm, a, I was, I'm happy for you. I think he's going to. I think he can be good, you mm-hmm. know. I, I think obviously Shanahan knows how to develop his QBs, so only time will tell. It, I think it's impossible to say anyone's going to be really good right now. No one yep. does. They all look great in suits, you know. Like, yeah, that's all we know right now. Right, they all look great in suits. Yep. Um. So Charlie, let's kind of push this thing forward here. Obviously, we all knew Kyle Pitts was going to go to Atlanta. Um, that's F- a lot. FML, because I'm going to have to watch him score a lot of touchdowns <laughs> for time to come. Yep. Um, and I'll, I'll get to our pick here. but Oh, and um, by the way, with Atlanta, in my opinion, no reason to draft quarterback. This is Yeah, you're right. They got time. Matt, Matt Ryan's Ryan, got time. And Matt Ryan is going to make him Offensive Rookie of the Year, potentially. Probably. Shut up, Charlie. Don't Just say saying. That. Shut up. I mean, it, Kyle Pitts is in a great situation. Hush that lip. Hush that lip. We're not talking about him anymore. Uh, the one I wanted to talk about, about was after Sundays. No, shut up. No, 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 no. Uh, I would like to draft him in fantasy though. <laughs> Cause he is going to be really good. In right. Fantasy. Um, so five Jamar chase over Panay Sewell mm. Bengals. You know how we feel about that. I, uh, yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan, but I understand. I think, you know, the argument is we can go get a guy for Joe Burrow, another dude. But when it's not just but, another dude. Right. It's a very it's well-connected guy, yeah. right, which I understand. And the argument is we can have a decent offensive line and be okay, where Panay Sewell is probably a legend. Maybe not. I'm not going to say that much. But a very, very good left tackle, and, you know, the rest of their line is, is average. But, you know, I Charlie, like, coming from a Panthers fan perspective, we haven't had a franchise left tackle since Jordan Gross left way, way, way back. Yep. So, you know, for me, I thought the decision was easy. They went the other way. I can't say I disagree with it. Um, I understand here's, And here's it. the thing. Jamar Chase is going to be an outstanding player, I think. And Another great fantasy option yep. for next year. Another um, fantastic fantasy option. Uh, the I guess you could say it's the sexier pick, but, um, I think for, again, just look at Joe Burrow's scar on his knee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, true. So then it goes Panay Sewell for the Lions, and they going were going to bite some kneecaps. They were so excited. Oh Charlie. yeah, you saw that. I, I don't blame them. I would I, be I know, absolutely I would, thrilled. I, I if tell I was you, the, Lions. the one person who was probably popping bottles was Jared Goff. Oh hell yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he got another Andrew Whitworth, much younger, and probably. Might have a higher ceiling, um, yeah. Than than probably than, a bit of a better athlete, yeah. Than yeah. Whitworth was. Uh, so I, I know Jared Goff was happy. Um, so we'll see. Uh, Panthers, J.C. Horn with number eight. So I, I'm going to kind of talk through this here from my perspective, Charlie, and you 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 kind of butt in whenever you need to here. So a lot of people questioned this pick because J.C. Horn's a man-to-man corner. And they thought it was a bad scheme fit. Well, I'm going to convince you otherwise here. Okay. Panthers played a lot of man-to-man last year. Now, the Panthers in Ron Rivera's era played a lot of zone defense. Okay. And that was cool because basically what they were doing was they were replicating the Legion of Boom. All right. The Legion of Boom was Seattle Seahawks when they had their tear 
winning the Super Bowl and making it to the Super Bowl and losing to the Patriots on the one-yard line. Um, but uh, what they wanted to do was be able to play more man-to-man. All of our starting DBs are under six foot, Charlie. All mm. of them. All of them. And we have Dante small. Jackson, who's really fast, ran a 4-2, but he's small. He's 5'10", 5'11", max. We play against Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, and now Kyle Pitts. Yeah. All in the same division. Big boys. Big boys. Massive men. Men. Yeah. Not boys. You're men. right. You're right. And they make Dante Jackson and everyone else look like little boys. Yes. We needed a freaking dude to That's go right. out and punch him on the line of scrimmage. Talk about it. And make it difficult for them to get open. We got that dude yes. in J.C. Horn. Um, I think the Panthers, what they're trying to do is build a Legion of Boom 2.0. Um, I think they're well on their way with Jeremy Chin and J.C. Horn here. I, I really do like Dante Jackson. I do. I think, but I think he's only. A, I think he's a really good number two. I think he's a really good number two. He allows us to play some man to man. But I'll 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 kind of leave you here, Charlie, with this: the Panthers rate last in the NFL last year in a certain category, and that category was this: separation from DB and wide receiver. In all of the games last year. The Panthers' defensive backs gave the opposing wide receiver 3.3 yards of separation on average over the course of last year. And, Charlie, that's about from me to you at this table. That is considered wide open, especially in the NFL. That's wide open in college. Yeah, especially if, I mean, shit. Three yards. Yeah, that's that's wide open in high school. Three yards, that's nine feet. I mean, when you're playing the small corners and the small secondary that the Panthers have, wide open is inches. Right. With some of those guys. Right. So... So, which, again, like, you could come at that set. Oh, excuse well, me, open, not necessarily wide open, but right, open. Right, You could come at that set. Oh, well, if they're playing a whole lot of zone defense, Bryce, like, that's an unrealistic statistic. And to a certain extent, yes, I understand Sure, that. sure. But the fact that even when they are playing man-to-man, they're still averaging 3.3 yards of separation between defensive back and wide receiver, no wonder. And, and the biggest thing with the Panthers was they could not get off the field. On, on They had issues when they wanted to go man-to-man on third down and blitz someone or, or give them a different look, kind of jam the wide receivers at the line of scrimmage and, and try and let that pass rush do what they do best. They weren't able to do it because guys are hitting slants or, or things like that and getting separation, and it's easy for quarterbacks in the NFL to get that wide open. That's right. So I love the pick. I think J.C. Horn, son of Joe Horn, who I had to watch destroy us for years at the Saints. I really like that pick. I think he's going to be a really good veteran. Um, I am Charlie, you know me, and we both feel this way. We don't buy rookie jerseys. We just don't do it because you never know. But I am very tempted to buy a Joe uh, J.C. Horn jersey. I really am because I think he's going to be that good. I think he's going to be that good. I I I love the pick. <clears throat> um, hard to pass on someone like Justin Fields right there, but I understand why they did, and I do not blame them at all for. I mean, I think it was the right pick. 
J.C. Horn, a good one. I I mean, we both had a lineman, Rashawn Slater, going there, which also would have been a great pick. Um, but, you know, defense wins championships. It was hard to see Panay Sewell go off the board right before us. Yeah. Because I really think that they would have taken Panay. I know you were licking your chops. And the, and the Matt Rule and Scott Fitterer didn't say it. But if Sewell was there, I think they would have picked him. Yeah, if Sewell I, I agree. was there, I think they would have picked him. And that's not saying anything against J.C. Horn, because again, I think I think what the Panthers did later on in the draft, I think made up for the Sewell not having Sewell there. But I really, really like him, and I, I am I am ecstatic. I think they nailed the pick, and and I'm excited to see where he goes his rookie year because yep. I think he's gonna be really good. Yeah, there'll be too. some growing pains. Don't get me wrong. Well, yeah, you just listed off who he's gonna have to go against. Right. Yeah, there'll be some growing pains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No kidding. Uh, but really, really good. Uh yeah. Um, I've got nothing to add there. Great pick, I think. You you guys should Panthers fans should be thrilled with that. I know that. Kind of like we said, there there could have been some other options that would have all been great picks, but you know, it's a luxury you have when you're that high. You get to yeah. pick whoever you want, and I think that's the guy they wanted. If it wasn't Penne, yeah. So, so next couple of guys, Charlie, uh, we called it. Um, Patrick. Well, actually, we didn't call it. Denver Broncos got Patrick Sertan, yep. which we thought they were going to get a quarterback, especially yep. with Justin Fields sitting there. We and definitely Mac thought Jones. Justin Fields was going there. Yep. We, I mean, you know, Vic Fangio, I told you when it, he did AFC West, I'm not a fan of Vic Fangio. He he calls a great defense, but that guy is obsessed with defense and defense. Here's the thing. They went and yeah. got their Teddy Bridgewater the day before and they're like, all right, that's fine. We'll deal with it. So you want to talk about Rodgers now or you want to wait till the end? Because they say that Rodgers wants to stay on the West Coast which the ideal situation at this point would be Denver because yep. any of those teams in the West Coast has their quarterback of the future besides Denver. Denver's the only one left that has a question mark. <laughs> uh, the Packers came out and said that they believe the 49ers and the Broncos tampered with Rodgers. Really? Gauging his interest to move before he came out and said it. What does it matter if right. you, he's still on your team? Yeah. Uh, you deal like make a freaking first round draft pick to make the guy happy. You haven't done it in years. No. You haven't done it in years. Right. So I uh, just you know, the Rogers thing, I'll be very curious to see. So is Rogers a Green Bay Packer at the start of next year? Start of this year. I think year, I, guess? I think maybe so, but I don't think he'll be playing. I really do. I really do not think he'll play. I saw today that the Packers are starting to reach out to veteran and potential undrafted free agent quarterbacks because right now uh, Jordan Love is the only other quarterback on the roster. Oh wow! So they are very prepared to move forward. Like they are getting ready to have to move forward without Rodgers because it seems like it is becoming more and more likely that that is a real outcome for them at yeah. this point. No, I. I... 100% believe it. So, But hey, you know what? One one thing that I am interested to see is how Jordan Love does. Yeah, we'll see. Very similar playing style to uh, your boy. Yeah, I think, I think so. Very similar playing style to Trey Lance. Yep. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'll try. I'm going to read off the next couple. So Eagles moved up um, and got Devontae Smith. Did you see um, the video of the Giants fan? He, uh, a video of the Giants fan watching, and when the Eagles drafted Devontae Smith, he went up to his wall and just 
cracked two holes right through the drywall. No, I did not. And then his wife was like, get out right now. It was so funny. No. Awesome. He sent that to me right before. I was going to say, he's lucky he didn't hit a stud. Otherwise, yep. he'd be looking like you. Yep. <laughs> with the hand. With the hand. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... Uh, I was like, that's not how that happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Charlie, I think the most interesting pick here, and Bears move up to go get Justin Fields. And we kind of talked about this a little bit, but we didn't think the Bears would give away their future, which they didn't necessarily give away their future. It's like but a they, first and a third? No, nah, I think it was a second. A first and a second? Yeah. They, okay. they gave away... Significant. A, a good amount. Yeah. Right. They gave away a good... I know. I think it was next year's first and a second or a third or something like that. You might be right. I, we'd have to look up the deal exactly. But they bargained. I wouldn't say bargained, but they leveraged some future. Yeah. I mean, they didn't go full Here's, Los Angeles Rams on it. But like, you know, I know Bears fans are happy because you have your guy. I think I think he's probably day one starter. What do you think? Yes. It's got to be, right? Maybe. Andy Dalton could be. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, though. It's not like Andy Dalton knows the system. So it's not Neither like... Neither one of them do, really. Right, right. So what I'm saying is it's not like a absolute, like... Neither of them are plug and play. So they might have to battle it out. Hey, if I'm, if I'm a Bears fan, I am freaking ecstatic with yeah. this pick. Great for them. Yeah. You know, they went out and got him... Uh, Good for them. I hope Justin Fields does well. Yeah, I really I do. do. Too. I, 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 I really do. do. I really do. I, I want. He could have. So I want been an Ohio State quarterback to prove everyone wrong that they are able to make the transition to the NFL. I, I really am rooting for the kid. I really hope Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace don't break him because I, I'm really, I really am rooting for the kid. I really yeah. am. I think much more talented than Mitch Trubisky. So yeah. So Charlie, I think the the only thing, and I'm sure Mike uh, Mike Schramm's licking his chops here. Um, the th- what's interesting to me is Dallas goes ahead and selects Micah Parsons, but it's not selecting Micah Parsons that I thought it was interesting. It was the fact that uh, they didn't extend Leighton Vanderush. They didn't pick up his fifth year option. So yeah. it's pretty much uh, I don't know what they're gonna do with Jalen. But it's pretty much Micah is the only guy. So it Not seems... necessarily. I mean, just because they didn't pick up his fifth-year option, I mean, it may be if a great opportunity. If you don't pick his fifth-year option up, that's you saying you're pro- you're more than likely you're going to hit free agency next year and adios. Well, it's but here's the thing. They changed what the fifth-year option means. It is fully guaranteed, whereas before it was guaranteed with injury um, or barring injury, one of the two. But, like... This is now, it's a little bit different fifth-year option. So, And there are plenty of guys um, that they didn't get their fifth-year option exercised and then went on to get great paydays, for either from the same team or another team. Yeah. So, Leighton Vanderesh has the opportunity, and when he's not the best guy on the field, I would say Sean Lee was, but he was, I mean, he played in the league for 11 years or something and played 11 games. Now he's retired. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think with Leighton Vanderesh has a great opportunity to succeed this year with Micah Parsons. Um, I'm, I was very impressed with the Cowboys. Really? Yes. Why? Well, we'll get, we'll get into that. Okay. I was going to say, I'm, I wasn't. 
Um, so, uh, Charlie, moving forward here, Mac Jones. What do you think, Mac Jones? So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you out an over under here. Okay, you ready? Mac Jones starts five games for the Patriots next year. You taking the over? You taking the under? Five of seventeen games next year. I should say. No, I'm gonna move it to six. I'm gonna move it to six. Okay. Mac Jones starts six games. I'll say. Yeah, six games next year. You taking the over or the under? Hard to say um, because I need to see what What's your can... gut say? What's your gut say? Um, My gut probably says even or over. Yeah. Um, I want to say under for Cam's sake. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe it'll light a fire under Cam's ass. Let's see him throw the... <sighs> football down the field. I hope so. And like Cam was in a really bad situation last year. I mean, the Patriots wide receivers, basically, Charlie, you and I could have padded up and probably done a better job than the Patriots wide receivers did last year. Um, For me, though, it's like, how can you go from Superman to like Peter Griffin? Charlie, it's his shoulder. I told you this. Yeah. We did the division. It's just his shoulder. And I'm like... You know, I mean, listen, guys, I I will support Cam till the day I die. I really am. But I just, this is a big year for Cam. Like, moving forward, I don't, I still don't think His career is probably on the line because he's he's not going to be a backup anywhere. No, if Cam doesn't do well this year, he's out of the league next Mm -hmm. year. Um, And I just don't see him being a backup. Um, But So, I don't know. You know, the Patriots are going to have success because they have two tight ends, two really good tight ends. And so you don't need top end wide receivers, but they didn't really get any. They got they didn't do anything in the draft really to help Cam out wide receiver wise. So they feel pretty confident with what they have moving forward, and I, I think it's going to be the typical Pats. I think they're going to run the ball, they're going to use their tight ends, and and they'll have some decent production. But fantasy wise, I don't think anyone is worth picking from the Patriots unless it's one of those two tight ends. Um, but. I don't know. I it's hard to say. I think uh, I'm I'm gonna say under for Mac Jones, but I think it might be moving forward. Everyone sees that it Mac Jones is the quarterback starting 2022 for the New England Patriots. Yeah, I, I just you know I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I think this is a big, huge, huge prove it year for Cam. We said that last year. Which... Well, here's the thing: if he does prove it, I don't know that it's going to be Mac Jones in 2022. They could, I mean, if they can get Cam close, like 75 percent of the way to his MVP season, he's. I think he's a lock. I I think it's going to be Mac Jones no matter what. Because really, you sign Cam to a one year deal. If you see something from Mac Jones towards the end of the year, let him play. I mean, this is why you draft him at 15. Right. Is to have him play. If you continue to push out his success or push out his start date, you're only hurting yourself because you got five years now. I mean, that's what it takes. Because this all that money that the Patriots gave away in free agency, that shit's gonna catch up to him. If Mac Jones proves that he's a decent quarterback, you know, you gotta pay him. You gotta pay him. So I don't know. Charlie moving on. Raiders. <laughs> We knew it. No one, no one saw it coming. Alex Leatherwood, I think he was a guard, right? Yeah. Or a tackle? I don't know. No yeah, one had. Him. No one had. No one had him as a first round tackle. Some people had him in like from like twenty eight up. Oh, 
I just, you know, whatever. Maybe like three mock drafts from professionals had him at 28 or higher. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Uh, I just, you know. Washington football team gets another really good linebacker that Ron Rivera always does and Jamin Davis. Um, good pick. I like it. Yeah, good pick. Uh, the Giants get Kadarius Tony, Which, let me just say, the Giants moving back to 20, getting a weapon like Kadarius Tony and adding a first-round draft pick next year. Big move. Big move. Trader Dave. Get, Trade, get, Trader Dave. Gettleman. <laughs> he didn't laid, do that shit when he was with the Panthers. Gettleman put the short and fuzzies on the table and yeah. said, <laughs> let's do this. Yeah, he did. And it worked out for him. Yep. I'm not sure it does uh, any other time, but it worked out for him this time. Uh, Quiddy Pay, really good fit with the Colts, Charlie. What do yep, you think? Absolutely. There with um, DeForest Buckner. Um, they're they're gonna have a really good defense, and it's getting interesting. Better. He's the first pure pass rusher off the board. It's not interesting because I think you know. Well, but like we said, like they every, all had different. Yeah, every grades. single mock draft had a different pass different rusher guy, going first. Right, so. we all did in our mock drafts too. So I just I think it's cool. I you know I, I think it's interesting that the Cleveland Browns didn't go pass rusher. They went DB, but again, their their secondary needs a lot more help than their front seven does. So yep, I understand why they did that. Uh, Caleb Farley, interesting that he goes to the Titans at 22, Charlie. So they must have seen something that they felt pretty comfortable with. Yeah, the doctors were like, no, let's roll with it. And, yeah. I mean, incredible talent. Potentially the most talented corner on the board, just the injury concern. Uh, again, I thought another interesting move by a team. You know, the Titans have offensive line needs. And who goes right off the board after them? Uh, Minnesota selects Christian Derisaw. Cannot believe you slid that far. I can't either. It just, like I said, I really thought he might go to the Titans at that point. Um, maybe to the football team. I don't know. I just, it was it was surprising to me that he didn't. But um, the one pick that we both saw coming, Najee Harris. Yep. <laughs> now, great pick by the Steelers. Uh, could be Offensive Rookie of the Year. I'm going to have a... Incredibly significant fantasy impact. Great pick. Yeah. And good for Najee Harris. He's going to get the rock. He's going to get the rock a lot. Yeah, I agree. I just hope the Steelers invest in their offensive line because they they need to. They lost Alejandro Villanueva to their rival Ravens. Yep. Did you see what he said about it, too? Uh, I saw that he said something. I did not look at what he said. Yikes. Yikes. He basically. Uh, sounds like the Steelers came to him from day one and said, we're not going to re-sign you. So basically you're on your own. And so he wanted to go get revenge. And then he's like, yeah, it's really important for offensive line to be, uh, attacking downhill in a run first mode, um, in, in a team that values running more than they do passing. And he's like, yeah, it's probably not as much fun for the wide receivers uh, because they can't get on their TikTok and stuff like that and Ooh. film videos. Yeah. Damn. So if you don't know what that's referencing, that is a major shot, major shot at Juju Smith-Schuster. Yep. Last year, Juju did his little dance. He did his TikTok dances on all the other teams' logos. He got lit up in lit the Browns game. up, and that's why, like, all these... Basically, it's just, like, one of those things, Charlie, where it's, like, you're just giving the other teams something to come after you for. Oh, yeah. If you're in the NFL, you don't do that, Charlie. Right. You just don't. You don't give the other teams something to play for 
in every single game they had something to play for or they had some sort of chip on their shoulder. And at this level, dude, sorry, (laughs) you're going to feel the wrath if you keep doing that. So very interesting. He took that shot at Juju. Brought the heat. Yeah, he did. I thought, I thought that was very interesting on his part, but another interesting move, Charlie Jaguars at number 25, go Travis Etienne. Yes. I, 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 I understand the pick, I guess, because reuniting Trevor with his starting running back. But what was the kid's name for the James draft? Robinson. Why would you draft Why him not have Why? two great running backs and keep them healthy and keep them safe? No, I like it. I like having multiple reliable know. running backs. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Why? I just... Yes, running back, ETN think is about a, think about a running back's lifespan in the NFL. You're right. It you're is right, so you're short. Right, you're right. You're right. But again... You're gonna have to pay these guys at some point, so I don't know. I just <sighs> James Robinson was an undrafted rookie, so he's probably making eight hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, which is the minimum. Listen, so, if if Mel if you ask Mel Kiper and Todd McShay, neither one of them take a first round running back. You just don't do it. And listen, uh, that's coming from a team that drafted Christian McCaffrey at eight right. overall, and I think. At some point, his contract might bite us in the ass. I hope that Christian is as durable as what I hope, and so he'll make it through. But it just doesn't have a good track record of drafting these guys and then paying them. It just it's it's running backs in the NFL. It's ruthless. It's brutal. You don't get that much out of them, and the value that you get out of picking someone else is so much more than a running back. And so. I just didn't understand the ETN thing. I thought that there's still a real a lot of really good players that went even right behind Travis ETN at that point. But overall, I thought the Jags did a decent job to support him. But I just I didn't understand that pick at that time. No, I I really liked the pick. Um, and yeah, of course, having the the reunion for um, Trevor Lawrence and ETN that's great and stuff. Uh. Urban Meyer came out and said he was heartbroken that Kadarius Tony was taken right before them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which, I, in my opinion, you don't fucking say that as well, an NFL coach. You just drafted a guy who's thrilled that he was drafted, and yeah. and then you go out and say, "Well, you were our second choice." Yeah, right. Like, don't. Right. Obviously, there were other players that were like, don't come out and say which that. which I thought is interesting dumbass. again because I saw an language. article today saying that uh, Urban Meyer went ahead and fired four more longtime scouts within the Jacksonville some some of those scouts program. have been there since, since their inception. inception yeah and he that fired is them insane gone mm. interesting yeah uh Charlie I tell you one pick I do like by Baltimore is Rashad Bateman yeah wide receiver out of Minnesota I'll be curious they came to see out how he said does all week like I, you know, it's really disheartening to hear the fans talk about our receivers saying we need a receiver and they went to bat for their receivers that they have and yada, 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 yada and then they go draft a receiver. Yeah. Great pick by them, though, but, yeah. um, you know, it just goes to show all the, the coach speak, the GM speak before the draft. Yeah. Great pick, though. Uh, New Orleans Saints got Peyton Turner, Charlie. I just, I don't even care. I'm just like... Thank God they did not get someone that I would... I, I mean, I'm not saying anything about Peyton Turner, but I was very happy the way the draft went because it just felt like the Saints could have gotten someone that, you know, would have... I just would have had nightmares about for the next 10 years. Well, they probably were targeting Caleb Farley, but he went... Early. Few, yeah. yeah, yeah, you might be right. 
Uh, let's wrap up the last couple picks. So Green Bay Packers got a defensive back, which probably started the Aaron Rodgers thing. Um, Greg Rousseau to the Bills, which I thought well, was... Well, for a, the record, the Aaron Rodgers thing started right before the draft because he was hoping true, to get traded but before the Niners took You could have helped him out, you know, and at right. that point, it's like... It's like throwing salt in the wound. Yeah, exactly. It's Now, I get it. Like, the Packers need DBs because when they got... The, against the Bucks, they clearly couldn't cover anyone. Whether it, you know, is ten seconds left on the clock before halftime, and you send Scotty Miller down the sideline, and you oh, know God. you got a defensive back just staring at Tom Brady, and Scotty Miller's twenty yards behind him. I, I don't, I still don't understand how that happens to this day. But maybe Eric Stokes can be better than that. I don't know. We'll see. I just like you said, salt in the wound there. Greg Rousseau to the Bills. I think it's a good pick. I think. If he can play well right away, I think the Bills are absolutely a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, great pick. Um, the only reason why Rousseau slid was because he had a really bad pro day. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, he was potentially going to be one of the first pass rushers off the board, but he yeah. had a very bad pro day. Jason Owe goes right behind him to the Ravens. Uh, which he is preferring a different name. He's going by Ofedu, I think. That's his probably his given name. Okay. Uh, went by Jason I, and I got to look up the name. I may have said that wrong, um, but just a heads up. Okay. He's no longer going by Jason. I'm calling him Oway then. Oh, Oway. Oway. Oh, Oway. Oh, Oway? Yeah, his first name starts with an O. Oh, got it, got it, got it. I think it's like it. Ofedu. Yeah, right. Ofedu or something. Okay. And then the Buccaneers get Joe Tryon. I, they said on uh, when I was looking online, it says he's a rush edge rusher, but it looks like he's a linebacker, really. They ended up getting Kyle Trask. They ended up getting Kyle Trask, and I think that'll be really good for Kyle Trask, which we both thought was a really good look, yep. pick for him. Uh, but they got him later on in the draft. So Tryon was a good pick. Yeah, overall, Charlie, I thought it was really interesting. Again, it was kind of trade Maget in there for yep. a while, um, and it kind of got a little bit more interesting as the draft went on. But overall, I thought the first round was awesome, and I hope we have that much drama again next year. Yep. Um, well... I wanted to kind of do some favorites and some of the worst choices or worst drafts. So uh, for my favorites, uh, and this is overall drafts by teams, um, and this is in no particular order. I have a few, though. The Los Angeles Chargers, they got Rashawn Slater at 13. Great pick. In the second round, they got Asante Samuel Jr. at 47. Another great pick. Again, a son son of a veteran. Yep. Going to be really good for them. Um, then they... Got the wide receiver out of Tennessee, Josh Palmer, at 77, and Georgia tight end Trey McKitty at 97. All things they needed. They really did a really good job, I think. Gave uh, Justin Herbert protection, then gave him more weapons, especially since they lost Hunter Henry. Yeah. Uh, I think. Is that tight end any good? I never heard yeah, of him. Yeah, he was uh, probably the. He was in the top three or four tight ends on the board. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I think the fourth. Oh, nice. So. Nice. Was he uh, above Tommy Tremble or below? Below. Okay. Um, so, or... Okay, well, it depends what you mean. He was... Ranked higher? Ranked higher than, than Tommy, Tommy Tremble. Yeah. Got it. Um, uh, and to be honest, I really like Jacksonville's draft. I mean, it's hard to mess up a draft when you have that well, many look, picks. And I'm not even... Right. That's true. But I mean, I, and I'm not even talking about the Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, that you have to consider yeah, that. Yeah. They got Trevor Lawrence, but I like the ETN at 25. 
They got the Georgia corner Tyson Campbell at 33. Mm-hmm. Then they got uh, the offensive tackle out of Stanford, Walker Little at 45, mm-hmm. also in the second round. But he could have Probably gone a day earlier. one starter. Yeah, uh, great pick there. <clears throat> and then in the third round, they got the Syracuse safety that I was really high on, Andre Cisco, a ball hawking safety. Yep. Um, I thought that was a really solid start to the draft in the first two, three rounds there. And not to mention they had a bunch of other guys, too, that they drafted. But I just wanted to highlight those ones. Um, and then I really – and now this team didn't have many picks. I think they had five or six total. But the New York Giants, I think they did a great job. Their first three picks, Kadarius Tony, wide receiver out of Florida at 20. Then they got Aziz Ojolari. Yeah, that, which was, that was huge for I them. think that was a huge pickup. Yeah. <clears throat> I cannot believe that I really like – a Dave Gettleman draft, but yeah, I know me too, <laughs> but really, really like Aziz Ojolari. They got him at the 50th pick, the Georgia outside linebacker. Um, and then at the 50th pick who could have gone potentially up to 10 picks earlier, probably the UCF corner, Aaron Robinson, they got him at 71 or, um, they got him at 71, not 50. Um, so I think they did a great job. Uh, I have a couple of, honorable mention and this is when you said or this is what i was saying earlier i like dallas i like what they did yeah they had 11 picks um eight of those 11 picks were defense and that is just shocking that a jerry jones run team spent that much draft capital on defense they needed to their defense oh yeah absolutely and their first offensive pick wasn't until like their Seventh pick or something like that. Yeah, seven of eleven. I, the only thing I'm surprised about with with Dallas is that they didn't grab uh, offensive lineman a little bit earlier. Um, but I like I like all their picks. I mean, but here's the thing: they have they, a lot of growing to do. But I think they, they obviously finally, can put up forty points a yeah, game. Yeah, right, right. You they know, have the offense to do it, but they let up fifty points a game. Yeah, so. That's why I thought their running game after Dak left, their running game was a little weak. But they were banged up. I mean, you know, it is what it is. But I just think you know the offensive and defensive line is something that you have to continue to address every single year, just because you have so many, you have so much turnover. So. I was a little surprised that they didn't spend more um, investment on the offensive line just to make sure that Dak is going to be okay right. next year. Yeah, uh, I hear especially that. if you're going to pay him. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, overall, I thought they had a good draft. Charlie, my favorite draft. Hey, just real quick on that. Yeah. Not to mention, uh, Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz are still free agents. Yeah. Two yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. Offensive lineman from right. the Chiefs, so I think they they're might still free be, agents out there. I was gonna say, I think both those go guys might be uh, training camp additions. Yep. Just because you know, I think obviously one of them's coming off the Achilles tendon tear, um, but you know, both those guys can help you in the trenches day one. But I, you know, I think some of those guys might be adding on to a team if someone else gets injured or something like that. I don't know. I'll tell you who, ha- who, in my opinion, had probably the best draft, and this is going to sound crazy, New York Jets. They had a really good draft. They killed it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what Zach Wilson's going to be, but everything else, they, they I, really I really questioned their GM. I've really questioned their GM. He proved me wrong. And some of that might be Robert Sala, but he— Joe Douglas, the Joe GM. Douglas killed it, and— 
I just thought they did. Well, he's a new GM to them. Uh, relatively new, but he had. This he, is his first draft, I think. Is it? Yeah. I thought sure he is. hired Gase. No. He didn't hire he Gase? He did not, no. Okay. Um, well, I just thought he did really well at supporting Zach Wilson. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. Whether or not, what their defense turns into, again, they, they used a lot of later picks on their defense, kind of like what we were talking about with the Cowboys. So there's going to be a lot of growing pains, but I thought they did enough to invest and support um, Zach Wilson early on. Yeah, and one thing Robert Sala said to Zach Wilson was, look, this is not all on you. Yeah. It is on us right. to support you. Right. right. You are not supporting the team. We are supporting you. So. Exactly. And they did exactly that. Yeah. So, uh, another great draft. Uh, I won't lie. The only other team I thought had a, had a really good draft, and this is bias, the Panthers. I thought the Panthers did really well. A lot of people said we reached on J.C. Horn, but everyone, everyone loved the Terrace Marshall Jr. pick. Oh, yeah, that was a great pick. Round. Great value there, too. Great value. I think he is going to be a stud. If he can stay healthy, which he has some injury concerns, Earlier on his career, a little bit here and there at LSU, but reuniting him with Joe Brady, I mean, all the guy did when he was at LSU was catch touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's all he did. Now, I really hope we picked up DJ Moore's option on his fifth year, and I really hope we can keep Robbie. Um, I think think they went ahead and found their new Curtis Samuel and Shai Smith, a wide receiver out of South Carolina. Um, they got Chuba Hubbard out yep. of Oklahoma State. Great name, by the way. Absolutely. Um, but another, just he doesn't have the breakaway speed that like Christian McCaffrey does. But around the same style of running, mm-hmm. um, it's so unique, and I just think he's going to be really helpful right away. Uh, but I, I just think the Panthers killed it this year. I think I was very, very happy with all the moves they made. Scott Fitterer. You know, they say Trader Joe. Scott Fitterer probably made the most trades out of any team in the draft this year. And he just kept going back, going back, going back, collecting third round and and fourth round picks. And I think we had three picks in the sixth round. We had two picks in the third round. We got Tommy Tremble out of Notre Dame. I I mean, again, I'm biased, but I thought Scott Fitterer and Matt Rule did a great job at adding depth in every position of need this year. Yep. Well, no, they did do a great job. And if I'm going to go my route to the the bias thing, I think the Niners had a great draft. But when you're comparing it to all the other teams, generally you're looking for value. Yeah. And the thing is we had to re-kind of configure how we drafted players because of last year's injury bug. Yeah. So we put a higher premium on no injuries. Mm. And so – a lot of guys we were like they're like yeah I guess that's that's where he could go maybe a little early but we really put a premium on um, no injuries we got one guy in the fifth round Tyler Noah Hufanga or Hufanga uh, safety out of South uh, Southern California who he's the only one that had injury problems in college uh, which is why he slid so far he's really good safety but he did have injury issues but that's the only guy. We got, but a couple more honorable mentions. I think Chicago, great job going up, getting your guy, Justin Fields at 11. Awesome for them. And then they turn around in the second round to get Tevin Jenkins. Yeah. He should have been gone in the first round. Yeah. So to protect him. Yeah. I think that was great, great, uh, great first two picks for Chicago and Atlanta 
really knocked no, it out of the no, park no, 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 all no. Shut the up, way shut up. through the shut draft. Up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Atlanta did a great nope. job, nope. especially with Kyle Pitts. That's nope. just probably the best athlete in the draft. Boo. They did a great job. Uh, my two worst drafts, poor Houston, but they did not. I mean, they only had three picks. Or Seattle only had three Seattle picks. Seattle only had three picks. That's my other worst team. They yeah. only had three picks, and they didn't, I mean, Houston's just a dumpster fire. They talk about a team that really needed a first round draft pick and they didn't have one. They're going to be number one like, overall next year. Oh my gosh. They're going to be number one overall next year. I don't know what's And they got Davis Sean. Mills. That was their first pick, the quarterback out of Stanford. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, if that's not a message of yeah. what's going to happen to Deshaun Watson, <laughs> I don't know what is. Um, and then Seattle, they had three picks total and. Their first pick was a he's a pretty good wide receiver out of uh, Western Michigan. Um was it Western Michigan? That sounds about right. Dwayne Eskridge. But the thing is it's like, yo, go protect Russell. Yeah. Yeah, you know. That their third pick, which was probably in the sixth round, was an offensive tackle. Jeez. I mean, Seattle, goodness gracious, get your shit together. Um Best stories, which they're not really stories. Well, some of them are, but the Jets, they drafted back-to-back Elijahs. Did they? They got Elijah Vera Tucker. Or did... No, they... Um, yeah, they got Elijah Vera Tucker. Yeah, they did. Yep. And then they got Elijah Moore right after that. Yeah. Then the following pick, they got... They also got Mark Michael Carter. And yeah. Michael Carter the, the second, second, right? Yes, that yeah. was my other... That's what I was going to say next. My, they got yeah. Michael Carter, uh, the running back from Chapel Hill. Then Michael Carter the second, the uh, safety from Duke. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I don't know. I'm sure you have seen this, but this was, a, this was really cool. Um, the Panthers drafted a long snapper in the sixth round, I believe. They maybe the did. seventh round. Yeah. Thomas Fletcher. That was a pretty cool video, wasn't it? And... Uh, if y'all haven't seen it, you need to look up Matt Rule calling the long snapper and saying, "Hey man, uh, are you coming?" And the guy was not expecting to get drafted. He was he thought he was the the long snapper's like, "Yeah, I'm trying to figure that out right now." Like basically he's saying, "What teams I'm going to go try out for?" Right. And he's like, "No, I just drafted you. Are you coming?" <laughs> and it, it was his reaction was uh, wholesome, but he was calling this multi-billionaire uh david tepper the panthers owners dude and bro, bro and, yeah yeah uh yeah. but it was it's it that was pretty cool um and then i obviously i love that the niners got trey lance number three instead of mac jones and you know trey lance didn't really did not know until he was drafted and then uh the justin Fields story was is great that he because there was a little concern that he would slide even further uh last thing i want to do bryce yeah, let's do it. There are some great names in this draft. Okay. Like the draftees. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to name some of these draftees. I'm going to tell you their name, and I want you to try to guess what position they play. Okay. And if you're feeling really squirrely, you can try to guess where they're from and who they went to. Okay. Like, And when I say where they're from, I mean... What college? Yes. Yeah. All right. The first one I have is Divine Diablo. Which is like that's a real name. Yeah, really. Yeah, which is like oxymoronic. I I feel like the parents are like, all right, if your last name is gonna be Diablo, we're gonna go the opposite direction and call you Divine. <laughs> Divine Diablo sounds like a defensive back out of um, I'm gonna say uh, like 
University of. You can, if you want, give me an area or state, and I'll I'll, I'll let that pass too. Okay, I'm gonna say Divine Diablo comes from like New Mexico State, <laughs> and he's a defensive back. Great, great guess, <laughs> but wrong on all counts. Okay, uh, he's a linebacker. Really. From Virginia Tech. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And he was drafted by the Vegas Raiders. A great place to go with the name Divine Diablo to yeah, Vegas. Yeah. They probably drafted him purely based on his name. Yep. <laughs> that seems like a Gruden thing that to do. That is absolutely <laughs> the agent hey, of chaos you know thing why to do. I drafted you? Diablo. <laughs> Diablo. Now, Diablo is spelled slightly different than uh, the Spanish word for devil or Satan, but still, it's yeah. Divine Diablo. Yeah. Love it. All right. This one's a great one. Chuba and Hubbard? No. That's a great name too. It is. Though. That I is a great Chuba's name. Chuba's name. I figured you would you would like that one. But this yeah. one is uh his name is Cameron Cheeseman. Bullshit. I think it's probably Cheeseman, but his last name is <laughs> Cheeseman. Spelled, really? Spelled like the word cheese and the word man combined. Okay. Cameron Cheeseman. Um guard. He's probably six one and a quarter. 320 out of Wisconsin Whitewater, and he went to uh, the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> All that should be true. <laughs> I get so disappointing that this guy did not go to the Packers. Yeah. Um, he's from Michigan. So, okay. Midwest. Right, so we're, yeah, we're close. He's a long snapper. Oh. And he went to the Washington football team. Interesting. All right. This next guy, uh, his name is Isaiah Loudermilk. Louder milk. Yes. Louder like Bryce's voice and milk like the stuff you drink. Okay. Um, Isaiah Louder Milk. I'm going to go linebacker from UAB. (laughs) And he went to uh, the Ravens. All right. So you had linebacker from the University of Alabama, Birmingham to the Ravens. Yeah. Right, Maybe div- Tulsa? Nope. Uh, you had the right division where he went to. Okay. And close. He perhaps could be your linebacker. He's a defensive end, though. Okay. From Wisconsin. Ah. And uh, he went to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. This one is, I, I like this name. It's pretty simple, but I like it. Jake Funk. F-U-N-K? Yep. Kicker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, kicker from, uh, Syracuse and he went to, I don't know, Los Angeles Chargers. Oh my gosh. So close. Oh, he went to the Rams. Oh man. I was close. (laughs) Um, he is a running back from Maryland. Oh, went to the university of Maryland. All right. All right. This, I've got one more. And this is a great one. Rashad Wild Goose. You're lying. <laughs> I swear to God. How do you fit Wild Goose on the back of a jersey? Rashad Wild Goose. Fullback. <laughs> Fullback. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, Fullback from North Dakota State. <laughs> And he went to Denver. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How do you fit that on the back of a jersey? Wild goose. I'll be fine. 
Um, so he went to Wisconsin. So Wisconsin oh, had should have guessed Wisconsin. Wisconsin had louder milk and wild goose. Okay. Uh, he was a corner, mm. and he was drafted by the Buffalo Bills. Wow. Some great names. That's in this a draft. great name. <laughs> and how we didn't do you even get, like if we didn't even back, get to Chuba Hubbard. Yeah, how do you go back into time to Ancestry.com? Like, how do you get the last name Wild Goose? I think uh, probably some Native American ancestry. That's what I would guess. That's incredible. <laughs> Is it spelled the same way? Like, yeah, it's, it's like a Wild Goose. Wild Goose. Yeah. Is it abbreviated? Nope. It's, in wow. Wild Goose. That's incredible. (laughs) Imagine signing autographs. Yeah. (laughs) Just draw a goose. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. That's funny. (laughs) So, yeah. Divine Diablo, Cameron Cheeseman, Isaiah Loudermilk, Jake Funk, and Rashad Wild Goose all following their dreams of becoming an NFL player. Charlie, if any of them make the 53-man roster, if any of those guys make the 53-man roster, we have to get one of their jerseys. I would be I would be so down with getting a Wild Goose or a Cheese Man jersey. <laughs> I don't care where it is, but we have to get one of their jerseys. I think uh, Jake Funk has a really good uh, opportunity to make uh, the roster for the Rams as a special teamer and maybe fill in at some points. Um but great, great list of names for this draft. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, man. Well, I think that's going to... Oh, you want to do any fantasy impacts, O'Roy, D-Roy, or... Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think we were kind of talking about it here. Um, so, I, I'll, let me ask you this. I think we can both... Let's do this, Charlie. Let's look back at the first round, and let's say, let's go by position. Okay, so Charlie, who is the highest scoring rookie wide receiver out of the first round? Um, you want me to read them off? No, I'm thinking about it. I do you count Kyle Pitts as a wide receiver? No. Okay. So then Jamar Chase. How about how about pass catchers? Because, okay. Pa- well, if that's, it's pass that's catchers, what makes I'm it hard. Say, though. I'm going to say Kyle Pitts. So right. Um, Wide receiver. I, okay, okay. Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddell, uh, Devontae Smith. Kadarius Tony. So we're only doing the first round? Yeah, just the first round. Okay. Yep. Um, I kind of like... Well, let me let me bring it down to three first, which there's only four, but... Uh, I think Devontae Smith has the hardest time Getting points. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles are just in a really shitty situation. And then you got Jalen Waddell, Kadarius Toney, Jamar Chase. I'm going to break that down to Kadarius Toney and Jamar Chase, and I think probably Jamar Chase. Really? Because Joe Burrow can still sling it. I'm going Jalen Waddell. Okay. I just I think I just don't think Tua can sling it like, well, I think, like Joe Burrow can. Yeah, well, you're right, but... I, do you need to just get the ball in his hands and he'll make the play from there? That's what I think it's all of them be. are significant playmakers. Yeah, I mean, I think you know. I mean, in that case, I'd say Kadarius Tony. It's like a running back with the right. ball in his hands. Yeah, you're right. Um, I, I think Jalen Waddle is set up for success in Miami. I think the only question mark is Tua, but I think because um, 
what's his name that went there from the Texans who got suspended? Oh, Will geez. Fuller. Yes, because Will Fuller is suspended, I think Jalen Waddle gets out of the gate early on. See, here's here's my thing, Bryce. I think receivers that rookie receivers that join teams with receivers have more of a chance of getting making plays early on. I mean, and if then, you look at if you look at what the Cincinnati Bengals have, you have Jamar Chase, you have Tyler Boyd, and you have um, what's the kid out of Clemson? God, why am I blanking on names today? T. Higgins, which T. Higgins. is why I like that. All and, three of those guys are really good fantasy options yeah. next year. And so that's I I mean I like because you know say you draft a Julio Jones and it's he's you're by far your best receiver on on the team, boom doubled. Yeah. It's that easy. Yeah. So when I think that someone like the Bengals, who have lots of options to throw to, I think they have an opportunity to get. So that's why I like Jamar Chase and the connection and everything. And, um, you know, Joe can sling it. Who has a better fantasy year, Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson? Because I think those are the only two quarterbacks that are set up to start day one that we know of. Mm-hmm. Um, Who has a better fantasy season, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson? I think Trevor Lawrence could have like a Joe Burrow year from last year. You let's, think so? Let's hope he stays healthy. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah you better knock on him. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be one of those guys. He just elevates his team. Yeah. Not that the Bengals were like, I mean, they were still picking in the top 10, but they were competitive as hell. Yeah. And, yeah, um, right. and Joe, I mean, you said he threw it like 40 times in a game once, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, 60 times. Holy smokes. Yeah. That's, yeah. So, um, and the Jags have a good running game. Jets, not so much. So, I think um, I like the, I like Trevor Lawrence over Zach Wilson for this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that's, that's unfair. Oh, we forgot to say Rashad Bateman in the first round, too. No, I said him. You didn't, but that's okay. Oh, okay, all right. Um, yeah, I, you know, I I, I want to say running backs, but it's only Travis Etienne and Najee Harris, and I think Najee Harris is the day one starter. And I'm yeah, not sure I, Travis I think Etienne is right. I think um, Najee Harris could win Offensive Rookie of the Year. I, I want yes, I agree. Pitts. I want uh, yes. I think Kyle Pitts probably will win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, I I think Najee Harris is that good. I just. I'm getting more concerned for the Steelers because they have not really invested in that offensive line. Now, I, I'll i be the first one to say, I have not looked fully at their draft. I know they drafted some offensive linemen, right? So, But I, I have not looked to see. I don't know what their abilities are or what they'll be able to do there. So I really, really like Najee Harris and what he's going to be able to do. But... To me, the person who's set up for the most success offensively, Kyle Pitts. Yep. I mean, he's plug and play day one, and I'm already starting to have nightmares about thinking having to cover Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and Kyle Pitts all in the field at the same time. Yeah. Ah, uh, God. Why? 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 <laughs> why me? Why me? Uh, That's why y'all got J.C. Horn. That is that is correct. That is correct. If we could clone him, we'd be that much better. Yep. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't know. But, 
Yeah, I mean, other than that, Charlie, you know, like I, I once we get into the second and third round, like obviously it just gets a little harder to say fantasy-wise. I just think it's interesting to kind of pull these guys. But a lot of guys in really good fantasy spots for next year. Um, probably position the position with the most success from rookies. I'd probably say pass catchers, more or less the wide receivers from this rookie class. You know, I think in three or four years when we look back, and ESPN's putting out memes about this draft class. I think it's about the wide receivers. Yep. Uh, you know. I think um, Elijah Moore, second rounder for the Jets, yep. has a very good opportunity to make plays too. Yeah. Um, and Terrace Marshall Jr. Yeah. To the Panthers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, it just gets more convoluted the yep. further we go down because those guys in the second or third round are probably going to start and are probably going to do really well. They might even do well than some of these first rounders, like we said, but. It's just really hard to say that now. Yeah. It's hard to say that now. But Well, Bryce, that wraps it up for me. Yeah, it wraps it up for me. Uh, uh, Charlie, I thought it was a great draft. I'm excited to see next year because it's obviously not as quarterback heavy. Um, So we'll see. We'll see what the positions are and depth-wise. And I think every team besides Seattle and besides Houston got that much better from the draft. And... Charlie, we'll kind of see from there. We'll yeah. um, we'll keep you guys updated as far as future pods go. Um, uh, we might take a week or two off here. I think next week we should do a short podcast. Okay. On May twelfth. Why? To break down the schedule. Okay. The All schedule right. for next year comes out May twelfth next next week next Thursday. Yep. And uh, May twelfth is Wednesday. Oh, is it? Okay. Thirteenth is Thursday. Okay. Um. And we will uh, we'll break it down and um, and we can do it Thursday if you like because we we have a matchup, Panthers Niners. Yes. No, we don't. We don't. No. I next, thought we did. I was wrong. It's next year. Oh. Okay. Like twenty twenty three or twenty twenty two. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Um. But yeah. So we can just break, and that can be a quick episode, and we'll knock it out. Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. Well, as always, subscribe, like, unsubscribe. No, don't do the like again. (laughs) Like, rate, subscribe. Like, rate, subscribe. Follow us on Instagram. Yes, we Um, will be getting content out. We appreciate you guys listening as always. And um, hey, if y'all want to hear about anything, um, think that there's something we should talk about, and we can break it down. Send it to us. Some DM us some questions. Yeah, we'd love to answer some fan questions and stuff like that. Now that we're getting to the off season, or more. You know, yeah. now that all the fun stuff has passed, um, there's going to be less for us to talk about. So we'll dive into different things if y'all want to hear something in particular. So send it to us. And, uh, and again, we appreciate y'all listening. Have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs> hey, you say weird shit all the time.